0: Every once in a while, somebody tells me, you know, your podcast is all over the place. One second, you're talking about philosophy. One second, you're talking about books. One second, you're talking about movies. And then you're talking about stand-up comedians. Your podcast is all over the place. And whenever I hear that, I just reply with, yeah, the next episode is about your mom. (laughs) We're researching right now. (laughs) Today, we happen to be talking about a movie and a comedian, together. Burt Kreischer's... I feel like I should say Burt Kreischer's The Machine, even though the movie's just called The Machine. Mm. Welcome to the Forest Creek Podcast. It's another one of these episodes where we talk about a thing we just watched. <laughs> but uh, for your benefit, you may or may not get to see this thing at all. At least Canadian theaters don't seem to have it for more than a few days.
1: Mm.
0: Thursday, May 25th, was the release of... The special release, rather, of The Machine, a film, the plot of which is the famous story told by comedian Burt Kreischer, who acts in the movie and produced the thing himself. I don't know if hes that's the actual title or the actual credit, but I do know that like, he's pretty much the whole reason this whole thing is happening. You mm. couldn't make The Machine with anybody else. It's his story. Mm. A story that he's told on stage many times, as he was encouraged to by Joe Rogan, the pod father or whatever. <laughs>
1: do you think All it's real uh the, the story? story yeah
0: he says that he invited the people from his the class to the show oh dang so i don't think that of course even the movie isn't 100 percent real to the way he tells it i'm sure his story has embellishments too do i think he robbed his classmates on a train with the russian mob after a night of drinking and hanging out with russian mobsters did he call himself the machine? I think it's true. At least, it'd be a weird lie. In either case, it's a great story. As a movie, though, what did you guys think?
1: Oh, which perspective do we want first? The movie guy? The critic? Or the confused?
0: So I guess oh. <laughs> I'm the critic in this situation.
2: I thought, I thought there was two different parts of you. So I was like, oh. you watch movies more than I do but you're also a critic. (laughs)
0: Which is hilarious because you work in the film industry.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess, okay, I watch movies more technically because I have to watch the same Hallmark movie five times in a row. That doesn't count, though. (laughs) If you want my review on The Blessing Bracelet, I'll be happy to tear it to pieces. Take your word for it.
0: (laughs) When I suggested doing this show, originally, because I first suggested it to you, Jared, you jumped on it you thought it was a great idea and then the first person for some reason that we mentioned was you do you happen to be a fan of Burt Kreischer
1: oh yeah I know of the machine from like years ago
0: like followed his stand up pretty well
1: Mm, not as much but just comedians that ran in a similar crowd so I could hear tidbits on like how he's doing what he's doing these days I feel
0: like if you're tapped into that side of things even a little bit it's hard not to hear the machine story Mm -hmm. almost right
1: it's one of the ones that like no matter what path of com- like comedy on YouTube you go down it's gonna hit. Yeah. But, yeah, you're getting, you're getting the machine.
0: You're <laughs> getting the machine. Yeah, it's a famous bit. Yeah.
1: That, that was success. one thing I actually
2: really loved about the movie is that it wasn't the story of the machine as he tells it. It's based in real life after the machine where the machine is a famous bit that he oh, does. Did,
1: did you think it was going to be? Yeah. About... I thought it was just going to be the machine. Oh gosh. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So when it was introducing that and it shows it's after the machine and it's like current day bird, yeah. I was like, Whoa okay they it's gonna be it a way better movie a little
0: bit right they can like you didn't have to hear that stand-up yeah. bit to watch this movie mm-hmm. in some sense because the whole the plot of this movie is basically we're retracing steps there
2: yeah i think they summed it up really good in the beginning with not necessarily a narration but you've got the one guy watching his stand-up bit of the machine yeah and yeah. they cut it up a bit which i mean they they cut it up a bit much you could kind of notice it but it's they also, summed up the story of the machine in that first like two minutes.
0: It's a testament to how much Bert himself has worked on this story, because mm-hmm. every time he starts telling it, he tells it the same way, <laughs> almost word for word. Notice at the end of this movie, he kind of repeats the same thing, but he says, "When I was forty-something years old, mm-hmm. I, my father and I were kidnapped by the Russian mafia." Right. So he like tells says it the same way. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: You know, I'm a good. I'm an i I'm an okay guy. I mean, what's the,
2: that was so yeah, funny. Yeah. That's the other classic part of the bit. Yeah, I'm a good I'm an okay guy. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so so far as I can go back about Bert Kreischer, is like he's a stand-up comedian. He's doing quite well. He's very fun. I think that's one of the things about Burt Kreischer in specific is that his ethos is fun. Mm. And it manifests in like drunken escapades which is the other side the other ingredient to him is there's fun loving there's the The machine right (laughs) and then there is alcohol he does this amazing thing he sat down on a podcast one time and somebody talked to him about drinking because he drinks a
2: lot yeah
0: right he's like famously drinks a lot like you would just say alcoholic <laughs> if he wasn't like a rich comedian, if he had like slipped up somewhere, suddenly the word alcoholic is gonna start getting thrown yeah. around.
2: No, Matt sent me I think Matt sent me this bit you're about to talk about and it's like he yo, just hypes it up. The goes way...
0: on this thing. He's like I could never quit drinking. The way I love he talks it so it. much. Yeah. He oh. talks about like I love watching the sunrise with a cocktail. And I was like, <laughs> he's like talking like the blade runner characters like i've seen starships on fire yeah.
2: <laughs> and Dude. he's
0: just talking about the romance of like i like getting on a plane and having a whiskey yeah it's his favorite thing in the world listening
2: to him talk about drinking is like man i want to drink right now
0: <laughs> it's recently has been making me think about like in ancient greece there were the worshipers of dionysus right the god of wine i was like i wonder if that's like their priest <laughs> that's what they thought you know But it's like if somebody's ever shown you how much fun drinking can be, Mm. it's work right sure. And like the escapades, you know, the cost thing, they literally have a Netflix show where he just invites different famous people and comedians to a log cabin and they just do random fun stuff (laughs) while drinking.
2: Sounds like a small
1: bohemian grove.
0: I mean, yeah, that's... Burt <laughs> Reicher's operating the new Bohemian
2: Grove.
1: Bohemian Grove.
2: Grove.
1: <laughs> it's like he could be stuck there, too, because now you're famous as the guy who can drink and party.
2: For well, that's forever. kind of the whole... Then, that was the big thing with this movie. Yeah. Figuring so, out that... It's like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah.
1: yeah. I consider
0: yeah. myself a little bit of a podcast historian in Ooh. this part because I, I've listened to Joe Rogan long enough to, like, learn the network a little bit. mm and Brandy it used business. to happen with Sober October, right? Mm-hmm. At one point, they started doing a Sober October challenge. The rules are they have to do some kind of fitness challenge, something that's hard to do. They have to completely abstain from drinking and drugs of all kind. So <laughs> throughout the Sober October, like the first time they did it, they were just kind of teased bird into it. And he tells the story himself. He's like, he had to take a break from drinking like that Mm. for the first time in a long time. It's been interesting to watch them do that a few years in a row. I mean, most recently, Joe has put out the classic podcast. I think they're on like Protect Our Parks number eight or something today. so good. But that, before they did that regularly uh, with Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, they would do Sober October with tom segura or Kreischer, and or are she fear
1: also so then joe list just laughs the whole time joe wrote. no no joe list because he's sober so oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i i feel like i've heard that but yeah. i don't remember it but, um, i need to listen to joe list more
1: yeah it's pretty, pretty good watch like, tuesdays I've with him. stories tuesdays great with stories. podcast okay yeah mark norman and joe list
0: but on the matter of it, it's like there's been an interesting evolution with Burr, and is like the one thing I find the most interesting about his ethos, like the you know the grounding body of his work is like it's the reason why there's so much fun is because there's like a deep buried fear of death. He's like it's come up a few times in like podcasts, mm. especially like Two Bears One Cave. That's a podcast he does with Tom Segura. Who also like Tom Segura runs his own little network now, because he does Your Mom's House Studios. So mm-hmm. he runs Your Mom's House, the podcast that started it. Two Bears, One Cave with Bert. I'm sure they're involved in Bertcast too, which is Bert Kreischer's own podcast. Mm-hmm. All these things actually kind of come up a little bit. Like they show you the Two Bears, One Cave square and it <laughs> rising on Spotify or whatever of like podcasts. Oh they yes. do that
1: in the yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, so is Bertcast like a solo thing? Yeah. Yeah like do you have guests on often or is it just yeah
0: when they do these the guests it's more often it's the two bears one k thing. because mm. sometimes they'll just do they'll get like a, a guest and then one of them will take it and if i find it funny it's like tom segura tends to do the serious guests Burt Kreischer does the fun guests <laughs> you know fun hollywood actor on it's Burt going to have someone like Ryan Holiday on <laughs> 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 or we're going to have someone like who's like an intellectual even like Quentin Tarantino that's a Tom Segura
1: hmm.
0: podcast but on the topic of the machine the story is that Burt Kreischer was like a good comedian and then at one point he told the story and joe rogan started pestering him to tell the story on the podcast so now the word was out Mm -hmm. and then he started showing up to clubs and people would be like we want you to tell the machine story and then he starts telling it and then it goes viral Mm -hmm. and then he tells it in a special and then explodes from there i think since then he's just been rocketing because he knocks the shows out of the park he does all these wild projects whether it's the netflix show whether it's this movie Or something else. Like Mm -hmm. you saw, you saw that film reel in the beginning of him just doing wild, crazy things. Yeah. That's real stuff.
2: What was the Netflix show you mentioned?
0: The Netflix show is uh, the show where he's just in a cabin and he invites celebrities and comedians to just do. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they like play games and drink a lot, I'm sure. (laughs) He even does like a little interview show where he'll invite somebody in, over and like cook them something. And I saw him do it with Whitney Cummings and Tim Dillon.
2: Oh man! Yeah, that was that fun sounds movie. awesome. It was
0: really fun. <laughs> yeah. But the point being is like he's rocketed to fame because the story went viral. Mm-hmm. The story, as it is, is they were teaching Russian at his university. He took it because he thought it was something else. He Realized thought it was that.
1: Spanish, and he was gonna <laughs> so he was gonna drop the class. And she's like. I need you in this class to be able to teach it she's like give, he said it's so like she'll like give him an a or something he doesn't have to do anything she just needs a C. yeah All right
0: which is a bargain and just then show up
1: he just kept going and kept boosting his gpa and mm. then she's like you'll get the whole minor in the language if uh if you just if you go, go, on, if you go trip, on this trip, trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. they get through like how many years of Russian class and then they're like we're going to do a trip to Russia <laughs> it's an offer you wouldn't why would you refuse that you're just
2: right.
0: you're going to get a minor in a language you don't even know <laughs> shows up in Russia I starts hanging out in Russia at the time it was well this was technically it would have been like either late 80s or early 90s or something I feel like if I was trying to date this it would come after the Soviet Union fell Point being, in Russia, it was quite dangerous in some areas, and if you didn't want to get uh, targeted, you needed to have protection. So they hired members of the Russian Mafia to watch them. Or banditi, as we learned the word very well today. Bert, Bur- like I said, ingratiates himself. He... She decides he's gonna show up and start hanging out with them of course why wouldn't you want to get to hang out with a gangster I feel like if an Italian gangster came in <laughs> and I didn't go up and like pay my respects and then hope to get invited to dinner in Bert's case it's like gangsters look really cool I'm gonna go hang out with them he goes over there practices the phrase and then like I was saying in Spanish class one time I accidentally said me amo camping instead of yeah. me used camping and accidentally said my name is camping Bert did almost the exact same mistake in Russian and said I am the machine
2: I actually never knew that bit because he explained it in, in the movie that he Mushina is badass but Mashina is machine yeah. so he said like I am Mashina or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good I am the machine
0: <laughs> and then the way he tells it you know, the Russian gangster is looking for him of goes you are the machine, and then what follows is the him just hanging out with Russian gangsters, becoming <laughs> super popular in that social circle, getting crazy drunk, and yeah, doing all kinds of party. I
2: wish I w- the one thing I wanted to see just from because what I really like the way they actually input the machine story is cutting back to it in flat little flashbacks as yeah. they backtrack through it. Because in the story they go to Russia, but the one that I wanted to see was where the fir- the first guy he tells. Takes him to a bunch of his bosses and goes, "Tell them what you told me." <laughs> oh, so good.
0: Let's let's uh, hang on. Let's go through the cast this year because like that was one of the things I actually also really liked about the movie is Jimmy Tatro plays young Burt Kreischer. In Life according to Jimmy, Jimmy Tatra, from Life yeah. according to Jimmy. Yeah, he was also in his own Netflix was, show at one point. Well, he it was, was, was funny
2: because I didn't remember who he was, but he looked like Channing Tatum
0: you have some of the worst face blindness I've ever seen when it comes to mo- we literally uh, laughed everything. about this because you thought Samuel Jackson was in the John Wick movie Okay, <laughs> you thought Samuel Jackson was Morpheus
2: yeah what he thought what? they actually look similar especially when you're not looking at both of them what get out of here
1: no they don't <laughs> they, d- they don't yeah I at mean, all <laughs> What's the Lawrence Morpheus guy name? Fishburn is Lawrence definitely
0: Fishburne. not at all the same as Samuel Jackson. Whatever.
2: <laughs> I also thought who's the who's the hotel guy that I thought from John Wick that I thought was Sylvester Stallone?
0: But you thought Ian McShane was Sylvester yeah. Stallone? Yeah.
2: <laughs> the head of the hotel?
1: Yeah. yeah. He thought
0: that was Sylvester He thought that was Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like Sylvester Stallone. That is, it's he does. the craziest case of face blindness <laughs> that I have ever seen.
2: I think the funniest one was this, was in, they're doing the, the credits, the head credits with the, the actress, that are like Bert Kreischer, and they're showing a bunch of pictures of Bert Kreischer, and then it says Mark Hamill, but doesn't show a picture of Mark Hamill. It shows a picture of someone else, I'm like, they've said Mark Hamill, but that's not a picture of Mark Hamill. Yeah. So, well, it
0: was all pictures of. So it threw
2: pressure. it threw me off because I was like, oh, that means it's somebody who's just got the name Mark Hamill. What a coincidence.
0: The Russian gangster story that he tells ends with him, basically, getting swept up in a train robbery that started off with him partying with them as normal, and actually robbing his classmates. And it just seems to end with the russian mafia laughing at the students and the cops who won't do anything because they just obviously got robbed (laughs) like i like i love the part of the story where people are giving the machine gifts on the train even the train conductor comes down and gives him his badge (laughs) for the machine like he says it like it's a real honor yeah the whole time's like whoa dude (laughs) it's like what did you do (laughs) but that's a really impressive like level of charisma to just an ability to party. It's got to come from just such a genuine love of fun yeah. to get that far in this film. He goes back there. Like he says, he was 40 something and he gets kidnapped with his father who was played by Mark Hamill. Thank God (laughs) that Mark Hamill is in this movie. I was, I was saying it as I, I was saying it to myself as I was watching the opening scenes. I was like, I don't know if I can make it through this acting.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, it's like something about it just feels like really fake. Like I'm going to have to lower my expectations quite a bit. And I went in here with quite a bit of hype because I'm like, this is a guy who loves movies. The guy loves comedy. The quality on this is going to be good. It's all going to fall up. They got Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Mark Hamill for the first few minutes. I'm like, oh, oh, this is not good acting. I don't know if I can deal with this. It's like people <laughs> being fake, not people acting. Then Mark Hamill comes on. You can see it when, even when Mark Hamill and Burt Kreischer are in the same frame, you can look at the two of them and go, Mark Hamill's being sincere, Bert's being fake.
2: Hmm. I don't know. It didn't seem that bad to me. When he
0: acts like himself, the way he acts like himself on stage, yeah, that's a little different than acting on, in front of a camera.
2: He's playing himself. So there's a level of acting that's not acting. You
0: say that, but here's the thing. In, an, in the moment, you're being sincere, Right. You can tell that by just looking at somebody's face and like looking Mm. at their eyes. When you're telling me a story about yourself, you're animating it a little bit to make it pass through, and I'll get the full feeling, and you'll convey the full meaning of the story. He is acting on screen, in so far as I see, as if he's telling this on stage. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Deliberately goofy, but it's like there wasn't. It varied at some points in the movie. But in the beginning, it was not good.
2: I'll agree with you there. Because it, it, I don't know, maybe maybe not. Because it's just, it more so, it was like, oh yeah, this is the Burt Kreischer that I see on stage and in podcasts. But then it was like, yeah, that makes sense because he's playing Burt Kreischer, who I see on stage and in podcasts.
0: Yeah.
1: When he's insincere, he's being that extra goofy, like he's still animating and not actually living this.
0: I didn't i had a hard time with it until mark hamill showed up because i was like this is a lot of people being very fake and it doesn't seem like it's really acting and it's not selling me enough on the comedy yet to like you know enjoy it and it did thankfully it picked up it got better obviously Mm -hmm. but in the beginning i was having a hard time
1: i kind of like the lead up because like you know the you know what the story is you can't just (laughs) feed that to you right out the gate now you gotta set it up a little bit I know who f- is Bert? who's the Bert we're gonna see in this which show? i like i like mm-hmm, that they right? bothered
0: to do that yeah. It's just that like when i watched the scene where his daughter is getting mad and storming away i was like oh like, I couldn't <laughs> that's so
2: funny i had the complete opposite because i tend to one thing that is nice about a movie like this is that it's well written and at least well acted to the point where I wasn't thinking about plot or technical things. And I actually hit a point where I, I was like, I'm down to watch a movie about a father getting over his issues and just bringing his family back together. And then the Russian lady pulls out the gun. I was like, oh, right,
1: it's a Russian mafia movie. <laughs> you get all Hallmarked right there. I wasn't really like waiting it,
0: for that to show up, to be for honest. For
1: me, that really, that scene wasn't about her acting, though. It was the look at Bert. He's shameless. He's screaming this. Yeah, in front of that wild. massive party of all the people he invited. <laughs> By the way, killer line. Hey, uh, like Madison's mom. Oh my goodness,
0: that was funny. Like there was some
1: no no
2: beer. (laughs)
0: Really, Madison's
2: mom, no husband.
0: (laughs) The funniest jokes were the Bert jokes in this movie.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. He
0: was saying that uh, originally he wrote it, and it got greenlit, and they started you know putting it together. And then he heard Joe talk about it, how people hold themselves back Mm. and how it makes things a little worse. So he goes back and he rewrites scenes.
2: Oh, dang.
0: To like, let's inject more comedy and make this funny. I was like, if that Madison's mom wasn't one of them. (laughs) Oh,
2: that was so good. That was
0: a hilarious. (laughs) And it's like the first one he does that's like a side.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: If I have to see him explain the plot of the Nutty Professor in the beginning, I was like, (laughs) So like, I I wasn't I'm torn bad. on that
1: final scene with the did I do that? That you was know?
0: funny. That was actually good. The maybe maybe that's
1: where I'm conflicted is like I don't know it just it hit a cringe core in me I wasn't I'm, ready for I'm 50/50
2: with you because yeah. it's like on one hand I thought it was funny, but on the other hand I was like really you just shot your dad and you're not going to turn to your brother who's probably going to kill you next like what
0: if we want to talk about like (laughs) stupid unrealistic things in this like he picks up a wooden casino board and uses it to block bullets
2: i mean there's the level of suspension of disbelief because it's like that's that's quite a bit different than it was casino grade yeah (laughs) i mean they also just like
1: push over a statue and do kip-ups and all the time and stuff that was, I guess that he, was he was didn't the that most, was hilarious I uh, was like really you're gonna get in that kind of position and do an awkward inline upside down I'll tell you this bench people like the- <laughs> don't appreciate action
0: enough to like know how hard he must have worked to do that w- scene at the end where he's like shirt off, he's in machine mode and he's He's, he's like, that's really
1: hard to choreograph.
2: Yeah. He did
1: pretty well on that. I
2: thought that was great.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That
2: was one bit of suspension disbelief because I was like, (laughs) yeah I know Burt Kreischer's not a freaking ninja that's fighting three (laughs) people at once, but this is hilarious.
0: Dude, when you see the people in John Wick do gun jitsu (laughs) they're doing ballet. They learned this thing like perfectly. It took them forever. It was like martial arts experts. Dude,
2: that one shot where it goes overhead like a Platform, yeah and flat, it's all one you know, take yeah. yeah and they're wrong. looking like bird's eye view down at
0: as he's running through this thing and they're
1: have you seen john wick format yeah was that the, the dragon's Horror breath shotgun? yeah you mean when he went hotline miami through that yeah thing? that's what yeah. that's it top yeah. down that's yeah. it. yeah Hotline. he's <laughs> like <laughs> 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 that's
2: exactly the game i thought of. <laughs> yeah
0: i love the dragon's breath shotgun scene mm. it was so cool um but
2: but this isn't a john wick review check that episode well out. funny enough we bring
0: him up because like there's a lot of Pokes at John Wick. Oh, are they like not pokes? Like we making fun final, of it.
1: that whole final scene where he we went Matrix on them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
0: not not pokes in the sense that they're making fun of it, but like references.
1: Yeah, people's. yeah. I you get know
0: you. when we watch the way that uh, the lady gangster that they're with, Adina, I want to say,
2: Mm-hmm. Evina, Evina. I think Ivana, <laughs> Ivina, Ena, uh, something Ev- like that. Nice. Russian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she she does kind of pull a John Wick. Mm-hmm. In some scenes, you know, when we see her do full action, not explicit John Wick references, obviously, but like you're in a place with you're in Russia with Russian gangsters, people got guns out. You know, John Wick just closed a billion. The franchise yeah. just made a billion dollars. Dang. That's
1: true. That's good timing for this movie. Yeah, they plan that well.
0: <laughs> and then they do things like the floating titling. A lot of it, like, the locations. Oh, the subtitles. Obviously that was, that the was subtitles? so sick. That's John Wick. They did that thing before. They obviously yeah, did a little bit did. more over the top
1: than John Wick. That's yeah, for sure. they yeah. definitely did. <laughs> yeah.
2: I loved the subtitling in this movie. It was great.
1: I could have played into the, uh, like, don't get, like, make it obviously a non-copy by making it ridiculously huge. I
0: mean, I like that they did do that because yeah. it took it, like, a step further.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: thing about Burt Kreischer and a Burt Kreischer movie is that it should be loud. It should be over the yeah. top. should be in your face. So, I guess, like, the parts I was, like, most, eh, about were the parts that weren't that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm.
0: like, the things I liked the most was, like, that's Burt making a joke as Burt. Down with that. Yeah. When I see Burt having drama as movie Burt, I'm like,
2: eh. I don't know. I I, I didn't mind it. I liked it. I I didn't think it was the only thing I didn't (laughs) care for was his little drug trip in the in near the beginning. Yeah, that was the one you skipped. You went to the bathroom. Yeah, it was. It didn't make any sense. It's like he knew for a fact it was a like super powerful pop brownie, and he's like, "Oh, I'm hungry. I'll eat this." It was
1: 23 years old. I think that's the better thing to focus on. What I think the brownie was 23 years old. Anyway, he, I agree.
2: Any time they had the flashbacks, the other people referenced it as though he was talking, telling exactly what's going on. So he's completely aware of what this thing he is. He was
1: just really hungry. That's It's so stupid. It's like, you know where you are. Imagine <laughs> you're starving and you eat half the brownie.
2: And then... Why would I even eat half the brownie? I know what this thing is. This is not the time for that oh or, i get what you're saying or, why yeah. take the first or, bite you just after. you're in russia in or a forest you've and you just, just been pushed,
0: pushed out of a train by your father yeah. in a russian forest and now's the perfect time
1: no if you're what <laughs> imagine that what's your life expectancy when that happens go wild <laughs> eat the whole brownie enjoy yourself yeah more than all
0: a moment to be in touch with yourself yeah you know that's what he does <laughs> when he flashes back and meets. Just gonna
1: stretch, stretch none... your molecules a little bit before you disintegrate.
2: <laughs> you know? If if they hinted that that was any part of his thought process at all, that would have been fine. No,
0: I agree. There was, but a he's lot just
2: of, like, oh, I'm hungry. Me eat brownie. You're gonna
0: <laughs> accept a certain level of stupid with a movie like this. You have to. It's part of the game. It's the joke. It's it should be stupid.
2: If I don't it's know. Not Regardless, stupid, even. Brownie bit aside, the actual, like, in-depth conversation he has with his younger self, it, it was boring and uninteresting to me. <laughs> it's Like, that was the old, literally the only part of the movie that was, like... I thought
0: it was a little funny. That thing that's like, dude, you married a 50-year-old woman? It was like yeah, a little it, funny. Like,
2: you no, know, no, the jokes were fine, but it was just that that little part of the story was, do we really even need this? yeah well does it add i mean
1: anything does it do anything it's just kind of transitions of like but that. you're also looking at it from a movie perspective if you look at it kind of from a comedy perspective you know it was really really funny in a heavy action scene right this is like think of it like an intermission because then it kind of got wild we were, it was like 20 minutes in no it wasn't it was the pretty truck, early the on. truck trip yeah was, I, I guess like it was a, a whole good, big train sequence that was <laughs> after the whole business with the first brother and on the train with yeah. the second brother
2: yeah good point it <laughs> was like
1: an <laughs> hour and a half in yeah it was like a <laughs>
0: solid hour at least it was
2: 20 minutes um, how long was the movie it didn't feel that long
0: it was the movie was an hour and 52 minutes
2: oh there yeah
0: go. yeah you know it doesn't really feel like it was that long it feels like it was a pretty solid length yeah. I don't feel no, like no it was they, good it was good And it had to be goofy at some points it had to be stupid yeah. obviously like there has it to be some suspension of. wasn't short disbelief and yeah. also belief
1: <laughs> Does it dis- suspension of belief <laughs> because
0: if you believe it too hard you'll be like ah this
1: doesn't work it's also been a lot of uh, really long movies lately so
0: I, I don't know overall like I said I think the parts that I appreciate the most are the parts that were sincere that's what I'm looking for with something like, this. like even the mm-hmm. comedy is funniest when it's sincere mm-hmm. like let's take an example another comedian who plays himself in his own thing louie we talked about yeah. his show before. Louis's a much better comedic actor, at least in what I've seen, I feel like I'm getting a much higher quality of performance from him.
2: Hmm.
0: With Burt, it's like I get there's supposed to be camp in this. This is supposed to be goofy. But the parts that are the funniest, the jokes that work the best are the ones that are him, like sincerely. Mm-hmm. Right? The Madison's mom, that's
2: sincere. That was so funny.
0: Right? That's a sincere joke. That's why yeah. like you could the audience perked up in the theater as we were watching it, right? Which brings me to actually one thing I do want to mention that I kind of regret is that we weren't able to see this movie yesterday.
2: Why he you did regret
0: it? The live release yesterday at six p.m. and premiered it with forty-five minutes of stand-up. Really? That was live streamed to all the theaters. So oh. he did it before, and then it would be live streamed. So if we went yesterday at six p.m., mm. we would watch the forty-five minute stand-up show that he does to premiere this movie. Dang,
1: which would have been really cool. Yeah, it would have been cool if not for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for the fact that work ends at six p.m. Yeah, Burke Crusher <laughs> does not oh, care good. about
0: the working man. You know, or the Canadian. <laughs>
1: i was telling raf in the car actually it's like it hits his target demographic you know the anyone goes to like everyone goes to watch a movie on friday right my people my i want someone who's going to be like movie 6 p.m on a thursday yes i mean <laughs> yes i want to go see the machine on a thursday yeah <laughs> yes i'll tomorrow? suffer tomorrow uh-huh.
0: i'll be hung over i don't care yeah, exactly <laughs> the only crime is that landmark doesn't serve alcohol to the regular guests and the VIP they do
1: you mean the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: I'd say one other type of sense of humor that I really appreciated in this movie was the Russian one.
2: Yeah, 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 that was really good.
0: The jokes that Igor did were funny. Like whenever you saw Igor in those scenes, like the, at least the guy who played the gangster called Igor, those were really funny. Yeah, this guy said, "Help me with this thing."
2: thing oh was my money. gosh, that was
1: so good. <laughs> that was
0: funny. That was a really <laughs> good joke.
1: I wasn't a fan of new Igor though. No. That's why no. he died so fast. Oh no. He I died? Mean, like, <laughs> the changed Igor. Train Igor. The Igor Really? I came. loved New yeah. Igor. Really? Uh, I was, was excited great. for Mob Boss Igor.
0: <laughs> 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 I like that thing in the beginning. It's like it's joked at a few times. One of the running gags is like at one point she says that's not being specific. I know 50 Igors. Yeah. And, like, we actually run into a lot more Igors throughout this thing and yeah. not just, like, the uh, hey, big Hey, balls. Hey, Igor. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. The other one is that uh, Brook Crusher has breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that I feel really like they in. they leaned that one. They leaned on that a yeah. lot. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is just taking up space. <laughs> so everybody needs to. But what's funny is that it's one of those things that, like, enough people said it that i was like okay i guess it is a
1: little funny <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah It also kind of like it just hits that like uh you're hearing it, the same thing from all these people across russia you're like oh that's just that is how they see that's the first thing they notice you're a fat american man yeah exactly. he's <laughs> like
0: are you telling me there's no fat russian people
2: not
1: one <laughs> not yet
0: <laughs> they don't have breasts as big as Bert I guess <laughs> I like the really funny part uh, there's one reference that I know is supposed to be like a dig because he and Tom Segura do digs at each other all the time
1: there <laughs> my is... big fat friend Tom yeah <laughs>
0: I was doing this podcast with my big fat friend Tom
2: shoot I didn't even notice that but that makes sense now because when they pull up out of the car the one time under the bridge or something There's a giant piece of graffiti That I laughed at that just said Tom is fat Really? <laughs> yeah you didn't see oh that? Oh my god! No. It was
1: amazing
2: <laughs> <laughs> I literally burst out laughing In the theater because it just said Tom is fat On a wall <laughs> in big letters And I was like why is this here?
0: <laughs> it's definitely a dig. like I've seen Tom Segura do A whole break dancing music Video like that was well choreographed And put mm-hmm. together and he clearly like learned This whole routine and then the camera pans over to like a fat shirtless Burt Kreischer just sitting there. <laughs> there's, there's one thing that he does. It's like it's Burt face. Like when you see him look at the thing. Like,
2: yeah. You know yeah. Like,
0: when he does that expression where he's just like <laughs> gaping at it like oh I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. It's it's like Burt face. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen him do it so many times. It's like I know it's like a signature move now. Every time i see seen him do it throughout the uh movie
1: so how fat is tom segura
0: that's a funny thing to bring up i actually was gonna say is that tom segura used to be very fat and then he Mm -hmm. lost a bunch of weight and just like started looking totally different so you (laughs) can see him now as like oh the guy wears designer clothes he looks good in them now if you watch one of the old Stamp specials it's like baggy t-shirts like Mm. big dude yeah. watch mostly stories then watch the newer special hmm. and you'll just see like a completely different person <laughs> he does this one bit about it it's like people will come up to me all the time they ask how did you lose so much weight I tell them it's very easy you just have to stand in the mirror every morning and just look at your reflection and be like I hate you <laughs> <laughs>
1: take self-disgust and just really internalize it <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's, I mean, it's a pretty impressive thing, yeah. but like you can see, it's like, okay, I used to be fat like you, Bert, and then I got better. It's like, now you can see <laughs> what that better. joke would be, right? But it's, it's, it's a funny thing. I think it's like, they all do the, um, they all did the Sober October thing together and usually like Ari, almost cheese, does it, but kind of like ma- makes the cut, but mm. doesn't gets like fourth place or something i feel like him and Bert went head to head near the end because they were both trailing at the end tom segura second place joe rogan obviously first place this <laughs> thing was like i'm gonna kill Bert. i'm gonna make Bert like get himself so deep into the hole by doing crazy amounts everything it's like if you're joe rogan you're like you can crush a thousand calorie workout in a day maybe mm-hmm. you know they were doing a thing where like you have to do a minimum 500 which is like I'll do 500 if I spend, like, an hour, maybe. uh, You know, doing the kettlebells, doing all the prosthetics, everything. It's like doing it on a treadmill while watching the entirety of John Wick. That's what Joe (laughs) Rogan does, and then goes and lifts weights, and then does, like, a sauna Yeah, it's
2: surprising how few calories you burn lifting.
0: He has lost a lot of weight on that point. It's like, if you were a really dedicated fan, I'm sure you could track this. But there's a stark difference when Tom Segura does it. And it's funny that the joke would be, my big fat friend Tom... I do think the things that hit the hardest with Roger and I said it like the way he's being serious because that's when that ethos I talked about comes through of like we gotta be fun loving we gotta be good in the moment because we're afraid we're gonna die
2: yeah what's that about I Um, think it's just the first I've heard of it
0: they just said it on like they've talked about it on a podcast where they go you know what are your biggest fears and stuff like that and they talk about it and then it's come up a few times on different shows It's come up on Andrew Schultz's show it's come up on joe's show it's come up when he talks to like louis he just goes like yeah i just blank out i take that thing out of my mind hmm. i i'm gonna live forever everyone around him he's gonna live forever <laughs> that's he's that's his words interesting he's just like he's so uncomfortable with the idea of end mm-hmm. death so it's like you can see it's like if there was you maybe you're having fun you're running towards the light you're also running away from something that's dark.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: don't want to deal with. It's like, oh, I can see that. That's what makes the Burt face so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, I messed up in a way that might end things. Mm. You know?
2: The very first scene where it's like a slow zoom on him in the therapist's office. And you can just see the first thing I saw the was the therapist notebook. It's just in all deep caps. Insecure. Deep insecurity. <laughs> and just circled like seven times.
1: <laughs> I mean
0: in this one they kind of make it out to be about his dad yeah and not being good enough I heard him tell a story about his dad recently uh, because he did Joe's podcast right before he did the premiere Mm -hmm. and he was telling a story about like how his dad made it feel stupid so like go to your his dad was seeing the Iraq war on on television just started and then Bert was like oh that's stupid war is stupid they're just gonna go and kill everybody and he's just mouthing off his dad goes go to your room goes to his room think about why, you, why you're why you here what's going on. And then he's like, well, I guess I don't really know anything about the Iraq war. I just started mouthing off. So then he goes and tells his dad, like, I didn't really know it Dad goes, yeah, this is a war. You don't know what Saddam Hussein did to his people. He gassed his people. This is the first major war we've seen that's going to be televised. We're going in there all kinds of reasons, blah, 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 blah. Whether or not you think the war was justified. And then they sat down and they watched the war like it was the Super Bowl kickoff. And I was <laughs> like, that's a really interesting story. I don't see that happening with Mark Hamill. This is the fictional version of his dad. Yeah. But it's interesting because like they both, him and Tom, both have done dad bits. And they're vastly different. Hmm. Tom's dad bits are, my dad went to Vietnam and he's really tough. Bird's dad bits is, I started giving my dad weed cookies <laughs> and he zonked out while we were on a golf course and he couldn't get off the floor because they do two bears one cave and stuff like that you can if you follow these comedians you can actually kind of like hold them to a comparison and see where they're digging at each other from
2: you get little uh, easter eggs within the
1: movie
0: yeah yeah. I, I mean Tom was fat
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you get like, you know the best friends like stoked you lost all the weight like a regular friend right your best friend's gonna be like you're still my friend Tom (laughs) (laughs) what are you anorexic
2: or something
0: what would you rate it out of 10
2: Mm.
0: why and what comedian do you think should make a movie like this next obvious answer is high
1: (laughs) shoot man
2: (laughs) now I gotta think about it
0: alright Matt you wanna go first
2: hmm i um, processing Alright I'll go first uh, I'd say six Because It was Fun and enjoyable Yeah And that's about it It's like It was Better than an average movie I was Sucked into it the whole time There was never A point Or at least Never a long point Where I was Analyzing it as a movie Or an art form Or a technical thing It was just Fun to watch It was an engaging story And it had great jokes And I didn't think The acting Was terrible Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it was fun and enjoyable but it wasn't mind blowing piece of cinema or anything
0: hmm. what comedian would you want to see
2: well since I can't say Tim Dillon <laughs> they don't steal Raft's answer yet he said besides the obvious and it's like
0: uh. well we'll revisit the obvious in oh a second, yeah.
2: either Sam Marell or Mark Norman
0: what if they, I feel Perfect like they could choices. do one together? That would be that amazing.
2: That would be great,
0: right? Just a some movie about two guys in New York. Yeah, I don't know what they would be doing. You know,
2: you know who I'd love to see a movie next? Jerry Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it out of ten? Out of ten. Six point
1: five. Why? Wow. Because yeah, why? Um, yeah, they knew what they were. You know, I liked I liked that it cut between like. You know, they skipped a lot of the middle between scenes. They're like, okay, we're here. We need to go to there. Boom. Let's we'll show them entering there, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need the journey. We don't need them meeting some other guru along the way. Extended.
2: Yep. That was pretty solid.
1: Hmm.
0: What comedians would you like to see do a movie next?
1: Well, Jared stole my answers. was going to watch their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd listen to an episode or two. It would be a pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anybody you can think of,
2: you know what? I listened to the episode with Bert Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: should I send that to you? I yeah. should do that. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> you should. It's really good.
0: I, I mean, that's probably the one I've missed because I've heard him on like different shows leading up to this. And then
2: this one was like years ago. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they all, all really? Mm? Oh.
0: No, they do it like they've done it multiple times. Like, every time with somebody birds? has a special coming on, mm. the comedian will do tour all the mm. other comedians' shows. Mm. You don't think Artie Shafir went everywhere when Jew came out? Yeah. This was
1: like this past year. Oh, fancy! Yeah, yeah. time flies. Time.
0: Oh, right. Anybody off the top of your head who's not those two? Oh.
1: <sighs> oh shoot! No. I just thought of another one. You can have no, Mark, Mark Norman. I was gonna say Mark Norman would have been my pick. He stole. I, you can have. Ha- you can
2: have him. I just thought of Anthony oh. Jeselnik. Oh my god! That would be so good.
1: <laughs> so, Andrew Schultz too.
0: Andrew Schultz movie would actually be pretty
1: cool. Yeah, that would be that would be my other side. I would want to see
0: like a young hustler on the streets and stuff like that. <laughs> I feel like another person in the Andrew Schultz movie needs to be Joey Diaz.
1: Oh my
2: gosh, a Joey Diaz like, movie imagine would be incredible.
0: Young gangster Andrew Schultz <laughs> being mentored by older gangster Joey Diaz. Dude, that, that would, would be, be an great. amazing
2: movie.
0: I'll let me preface what my answer is to these things by saying that one of the things that Bert brought up about this that I think could have very well been accomplished is that you know you got these like two roughly i've described this before there's like roughly two realms of comedian right there is the seinfeld's side of the galaxy there's the joe rogan side of the galaxy for lack of a better totem on either side the seinfeld part is like the part that got accepted by hollywood the joe rogan side is the alt side mm. You don't see Mark Normand and Sam Murrell hosting Saturday Night Live very often. Yeah. You don't see John Mulaney go on Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Right? We're talking about like these two different sides of the galaxy. Right? You'll see people will go back and forth, you know, but you'll tend to see them gravitate one way or the other. The Hollywood side makes movies. Amy Schumer has Trainwreck, for instance. Mm. There's a zillion Kevin Hart movies.
1: I mean, how are you grouping these comedians because i just like said mark, I like mark here's norman these and... two solar systems
0: okay the hollywood cause... solar system and yeah. the joe rogan solar system and some of them they intersect in orbit but
1: you yeah. know they're not oh gosh gotcha. okay they're from the popularity set so yeah. it's like mark norman and joe is are basically like seinfeld like down the uh, family tree as far as styles
0: right but what we're talking about like yeah
1: not styles more
2: like yeah Popular culture acceptance, what what sphere they they in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, they will definitely be canceled. Yeah, if they... <laughs> <gasps> no, I like
1: think podcast. Ari
0: Shaffir would be a killer in a movie, but you'd never see him in the Hollywood side of things. Yeah, mm. yeah he's untouchable <laughs> to them, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, that, so you mentioned that that it's in one of the podcasts. Yeah,
0: well, the thing about Burt's movie, The Machine, is that it's an effort by one of the people in the Joe Rogan solar system to make a serious movie and put it out I say serious I mean like a full feature film with a studio and it's like well directed and it's like comparable to things that we've seen in the 80s yeah right comparable to the Eddie Murphys and the Martin Lawrences and all this stuff it's like it's it's in the realm of succeeding there and it would open the door for other comedians like we just talked about to make movies like this I think it still did that But to do that well, it had to get above a seven, and I would give it a six.
1: Mm. Mm. But you know what we did to help was buying those tickets, you know? Yeah. Because I can also see for future ones, even if the rating isn't killer on this one, if it makes enough money, right? It's not. Then it'll prompt people to think it's going to be, oh, maybe I will invest in this comedian's movie.
2: Mm. Yes. You know what could maybe bump it up to a seven for me is rethinking about the fact that. He took The machine story and didn't just make a movie about that. They actually made a coherent movie that Grounded. had... It, it was its own yeah. movie based on that story that involved yeah. it and went further than it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That puts it above a 5 for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: I guess I'm thinking of it in the... I, use, I like to use the YMS ranking system of 1 to 10. Yeah. Which is 5 is just the absolute average of congratulations you made a movie. And anything that makes it a bad movie goes negative. Anything that makes it a good movie goes positive. Mm.
0: In any case, yeah, I'd give it a six. I don't think it did bad enough for nobody to try this again. Yeah. But it didn't do good enough for like, oh, we'll green light you right now. Yeah. I think it's going to end up solid. on Netflix. People yeah. will enjoy it again there. I think a lot of people did go see this because a lot of people are his fans. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are Rogan's fans. I think a lot of people are fans of Norman and Muriel. That they'll go and see this movie. Mm-hmm. Right i hope it does open the door for more people to keep trying because a lot of these comedians like when you get to that level of success with stand-up what other worlds are there to conquer
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know when you look at Burt reicher's like he did the travel channel he does this netflix show he does like all these things he's not just a stand-up comedian anymore he's like a media personality right that's one of the things that happened with podcasting because like it introduced here's another dimension for a comedian to thrive in yeah and now you thrive in this stuff well enough. It opens the door. Now you have enough of a budget to do a movie,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So I think it's within the well, well within the realm of possibility for more comedians to make movies and stuff like this. I hope that more of them do try it. Whether or not, at the end of the day, this like really crushes the box office. Because mm-hmm. I, like, like we just said, there's a lot of awesome movies out there that can happen. There's a whole. Comedian universe of <laughs> movies, and I would rather watch that than Marvel any day.
2: Oh, 100%.
0: Easily. I mean, we're tired. We're tired of Disney. We're so- sorry. Sorry, tired. <laughs> it's rumored that within Hollywood right now, the hottest commodity is Tim Dillon.
2: That would be incredible.
0: But if you think about it, much in the same way that Ari Shafir was, he's not touchable mm. to them. He's like, this is too dangerous. We can't agree with this. He's kind of right wing to us, <laughs> which is funny. But because he's also like, he goes between, swings the pendulum all the time. It's like, but you're not allowed to go over to one side if you're in Hollywood. Mm. You know, you kind of have to stay around the place that we can still put Pfizer commercials within the middle of the Saturday Suddenly, <laughs> every right?
1: tweet as a PR manager. You
0: can't get that <laughs> famous if you talk that much about Hillary Clinton. That's the thing. That's why they can't do it. But at the mm. same time, it's like, If we did a movie about two guys trying to get into the mob, and one of them was Dan Carney, and one of them was Tim Dillon, that would be hilarious. I could see him in a suit looking over and be like, is he even a godfather anymore? His daughter's a they. (laughs) His daughter's a they, Tony. (laughs) I could see that, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I, we could definitely I hope somebody I hope to God I'm sure he's somebody's already done it but to put Joey Diaz and more stuff on screen
2: that would be incredible he just
0: has a very good on screen face he could yeah. block it right yeah I hope Andrew Schultz starts taking a leap because he's already very good in front of camera mm-hmm. and I think he could manage it very well and I actually think he can manage the sincerity to pull off like high quality mm-hmm. someone who's already stepped into this realm is Louis we mentioned it in the yeah. car There's a movie starring Joe List, but it's, like, written, directed, produced by Lucy K. It's a very excellent film.
1: Have you seen King of Staten Island?
0: Pete. Here's the thing about Pete. Yeah. Hollywood side. Mm, Gotcha. So it's, like, I have no doubt that it's well done. Yeah. Right? Just, like, theatrically, cinematically, it's, like, Trainwreck is well done. Do I like Amy Schumer? (laughs) No. Right? It's, like, I like Bill Hader, but, again, Saturday Night Live people they're all hollywood people. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: you put you're just talking about Louis C.K right before. He used yeah. to be
0: Hollywood. That's an
2: interesting one, right?
1: Okay, but you don't get the privilege of being over did, be hu- <laughs> <laughs> did he used to be in the privilege side just cuz you jerked off on people?
2: Did he used to be Hollywood? You just did Madison Square Garden.
0: Um, my my point in illustrating that earlier is not to say like oh this is one side and one side and yeah. further it's it's no, not. We already built the
1: wall. We're, uh, <laughs> we're defending now. <laughs> it's too late to That's go back. That's a good investment. <laughs>
0: I guess he defected from Hollywood or whatever yeah. after he jerked off and the thing. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, we tell that story in our movie. that so. it was involuntary. <laughs> <laughs> if you're canceled, you get shunted to the other side. I wanted this. <laughs> I think it's like it's one of the dynamics. If you get canceled in Hollywood, you can be shunted to the other side of your <laughs> bad. right? You're not going to see Harvey Weinstein show up on uh, the Joe Rogan show. Hello, Joe. <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> Ed Fern deserved it. <laughs>
1: Chris D'Elia got introduced to a podcast that way. Just uh, Chris
0: D'Elia um, interesting. Another yeah. interesting case because he got shunted from that Joe Rogan universe. And oh really? Well, kind of like when that stuff came out of it. But
1: yeah, because like he got canceled and then made his way back up. And this guy's like, you know, not not many people make it to Hollywood, let alone twice. You know, yeah. And that was his intro to the podcast. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> for the machine to do this to open the gateway to like show people and show the Hollywood investors that mm. movies like this are worth it. Yeah. I think it didn't fail. It didn't succeed.
2: It's definitely, like, I think it gives a step. It's a step. Because now it's like a comedian can go, hey, look, this guy did this. I'm at least near his level in yeah. terms of stand-up comedy and podcasting. Yes. I can do, a, here's my script. Yeah. And they've got a much, I think they'd have a much better chance now.
0: And there's more and more money in the side of things.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the biggest thing is just how much is this going to make.
0: Right. Because, like, hey, you had enough in the budget to get Mark Hamill this time? Mm-hmm. That's not nothing, man. That's a pretty big deal to get freaking Luke Skywalker to show up on your
1: thing right then they're gonna wait like they're gonna wait your con like uh content too
2: yeah definitely like
1: look at the well yeah you that's can't where, just wait against look the machine made money but well, like, no look yeah at the that's story where this this isn't legend. this
2: movie isn't Raph said it's not an open door green light whatever a comedian yeah. wants to do whatever they want it's a step of what's like it's gonna be a softer blow when the comedian comes up and goes i want you to do my script
0: <laughs> you know what else it's impervious to right now in Hollywood there's a giant writer strike going on oh yeah where they're like hey, they're having trouble like launching the projects and gearing them up and like doing them because the writers are all striking and they're like refusing to work and they're like don't put this out like the Deadpool movie is having a hard time right now
2: there's a new Deadpool movie
0: they're doing Deadpool 3 right now oh. and they launched production they're like whatever we're gonna go without the writers and just see what happens you know, wow. isn't that
1: okay since chat GPT writes better now that's one of the things they're striking <laughs> about
0: um, is the fact that you know they don't want people to do first drafts with ChatGPT.
2: Uh. If
0: anything, I actually, I would say the best thing to do with ChatGPT is make it do the first draft and then you do better on top of it. Mm. Right? But they that's one of the things that they're striking about. They have all these terms about AI trying to yeah. fly around. But, Bert Kreischer's immune. He wrote it himself. <laughs> Did he? he? Him Ooh. and whatever comedians they got up there it's like obviously, they probably had somebody look at the script and be like, okay, this is doable, this is not.
2: Ghostwriter Dan Harmon. <laughs>
1: Ghostwriter Microsoft. Hollywood. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> you know, there was one technical issue I did have with this movie. There's at least two, maybe three or four shots that were stuttering. I was like, really? And initially, most of the time when I see stuttering shots, I'm like, yeah, who knows? Maybe it's my monitor, maybe it's the playback, maybe it's whatever. And then, I, then I thought... I'm in a movie theater right now. This is, if there's ever going to be a time where I know exactly what the shot is supposed to yeah. look like, it's right now.
0: See, people in Hollywood don't make that mistake. Only well, like those Hollywood crews mm. don't typically make that same mistake. Mm. Their infrastructure on that side is very airtight. The concept side of them, I can't speak to. <laughs> I don't know how many of these things I can see again. Mm. Like, mm. we can only really do one. Let's not green light that many movies. Yeah. We don't need Chelsea Handlers and. <laughs> you know, film, we're good. We're good. But I will say, you know, the thing that really knocks like Bert Kreischer's film very entertaining. I've said this about a few movies that I've seen before. It's like, it's, it can be an entertaining movie without being a good film. Hmm. It's not a good film. It's an entertaining movie. Yeah. I think if it really wanted to blow everything else out of the water, it can be both. Can be a good film and a good movie. You know, I would. we could watch a dozen of those all day. That's like... You know, when you when you see Jojo Rabbit, yeah. When you see a Taiko Waititi film. Like we saw a trailer for that as we were sitting down. Yeah, like, that was funny that and it was awesome. well done. <laughs> no, I right? couldn't
1: see a longer version, more fleshed out of the machine.
0: I doesn't have to be longer. Yeah. Um, we're just talking about like raise the quality
2: level. Hmm. Yeah, in harder. terms of like cinema as an art style. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you can do that and be even. Funny yeah, because the there were quite
2: time. a few like serious dramatic themes in terms of like family issues being passed down through generations and coming to terms with things and fixing and whatnot
1: emotions and all that yeah
2: so it's like there's various themes that are there and they're talked about and they're addressed to a degree it's also not like the cinematography wasn't blowing my mind with whoa look at the visual language that's going on here they don't even need to talk and i know exactly how everybody's feeling yeah it's like there wasn't really any of that going on
0: they did do some fun stuff with the lighting near to the end I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Like they they replicated some John Wick lighting here and there. Oh, did they? Or like, you know, when he kind of falls out into the street and you see like the street is like wet because of rain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you can see the colors from outside are yeah. still reflected. It's like, you can see some of that.
2: One thing I really, I was really wondering how they did it was in the train scene when they would flash back to uh, Life According to Jimmy. And then it would simply, the camera would move behind everybody and then the lighting would change back to blue. And it was Burt Kreischer regular day with Dad and Russian Lady. I was like, I wonder if that was all one set. Every actor was there or if there was some sort of VFX or if there was some trick going on or if it was they just had the whole set and changed the lighting and had it all transitioning. That would yeah. be really interesting to find out because that that part was really well done. I, I like did that. like
0: a lot of the cool transitions, like when you're seeing the plane fly across the night sky. Yeah, that was so cool. Turns into like a line so of coke cool. that Yes, that looked like really. That yeah. blew my
2: mind. I was yeah. like, how the heck did they do this?
0: Yeah, so the, like, there's stuff that they did do very well. Yeah, right? I think it's like just go all the way, go pull out all the stops, do it really well. Because like, if you took the time in editing to like took the time in cinematography to pick really nice angles and get really beautiful looking shots and then you took the time in editing to like let us see and take in those shots yeah instead there'd be like a couple quick cuts like somebody's not you know
2: if they had more the coloring of bullet train because bullet train was a gorgeous movie it was an excellent film yeah
0: bullet train was highly entertaining and a really good film
1: beautiful right Made yeah. me attached to the characters yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's like see that's that's what i'm talking about if you take that level of production mm-hmm. and put it on top of burt Kreischer being funny and telling yeah. this story and like doing this stuff so burt is the machine good time i enjoyed it yeah enjoyed it there was definitely some good laughs in there this is mm-hmm. something i could kind of appreciate that it's like it's not over so raunchy that it's like impossible to watch with your family, mm. you know, provided that everybody's over eighteen.
2: No, I could, yeah, I could watch that with my
1: parents.
0: Yeah, it's like, there's some stuff that you cannot. I could not watch <laughs> Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny with my parents. I'll tell you
1: that. Well, what's which, which scene?
0: Tenacious DM. Give me one. (laughs) (laughs) Push-up.
1: Which scene would be your least favorite to have to watch with the family?
0: Probably the one where they're in the rock-off with the devil and the devil's literally doing thrust movements towards the camera and just letting the (laughs) genitals like flop in front of it. Yeah. That's probably the one that would be hard to watch.
1: That's tame. (laughs) But also... Just for starters, you know. I mean,
0: there's a lot of stuff. But... I don't, yeah, I had a good time. What, do you, what about you guys?
2: Yeah, right. that was a great movie. I liked it.
0: Keep an eye out for Jared's film uh, coming out. Know, what, what do we call it? I have a film? Uh, Yeah, Jared Reagan, the the Tinker Toy. <laughs> no, what? You know where you fell in with the Bolivian Mafia. No, You've
2: already got the part. <laughs> I am the Tinker Toy.
0: We got a lot of...
2: <laughs> I am the gadget. <laughs> you
0: light up a cigar. <laughs> like. We got a lot of movie reviews coming up for the rest of the summer, especially one crazy weekend in July where we're planning to see in this in this sequence: Barbie, Oppenheimer, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing Across the Spider Verse that's coming out June first. Oh yeah, yeah. So hopefully I can get somebody on to see that. I actually I want to put Dune two on my list.
1: Ooh, when does that come out? I
0: didn't see the first one, but it's supposed to come out in November. Oh, cool. Yeah. I feel like once we get through that one, it's like a few movies leading up to it, and then one crazy weekend in July. <laughs> that crazy, crazy summer weekend. I'm thrilled that we just got a chance to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That yeah, podcast that really is out fun. now, if people want to check it out. But for now, you can stay tuned and follow us on Instagram at the Forest Creek on YouTube.com slash at Creek. Uh, on spotify of course and all your other podcasting platforms i've been noticing like we actually have listeners on other platforms i see spotify every time people you can find us on stitcher on pandora on google podcasts and like a million other places what the heck is stitcher
2: i've never even heard it's of actually this. one of the bigger ones and too. i'm on it that's crazy yeah wow
0: well because you know you just put your rss feed in like one place and you syndicate it out. yeah
2: you you handle all that stuff so i have no clue where my voice is <laughs>
0: everywhere Everywhere except Apple. <laughs>
2: yeah, screw Apple. One
0: day I'll figure that out. One day I'll bother. But there's like too many steps. It's too many steps. You need to put in a code and like have an iTunes store, blah, 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 blah. I don't have an iPhone. I don't want to do this. Bye bye. One day. One day I'll be stupid enough to buy an iPhone and I'll have to do this. It's thing. Everywhere except Apple, you can find this podcast. Uh, join us on YouTube where we'll be putting out more and more videos. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can always reach us at, the at gmail.com. Of course, it's, if it's about the stuff we've made already, you can always hit us up in the comments. Uh, I read all of them. There's so few that I do get to all of them. <laughs> Even when they don't make a lot of sense, like the ones on that Andrew tape. <laughs> you can reach out to us at, the at gmail.com or check out our website, theforestweekweb.com. But uh, I'm Raph.
2: I'm Jared. I'm
0: he is. <laughs> I am the machine. <laughs> Goodbye.